This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Monday, February 10th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. This may be a little bit of old news because it was all over the television, radio, and newsprint over the weekend, but good news for Anne Arundel County. The man who shot at two police officers was discovered and arrested. Joseph Robert Mitchell Willis of Pasadena was arrested and charged with the first-degree murder of 44-year-old Christopher Lawrence Jones in Glen Burnie, as well as attempted murder of Detective Priest. Charges are pending in Baltimore City for the attempted murder of Detective Ballard, and they will be added shortly. In looking through the archives at ionanapolis.net, we realized that Willis had been arrested a little bit more than two years ago in 2017 for armed robbery. He was sentenced to five years, but the judge suspended all but 18 months of that, and he had a bench warrant out for his arrest since November for a violation of probation. Obviously, after he was captured, he was served that bench warrant as well, so he has to answer to that as well. In a related note, the Anne Arundel County Police Department is warning the public not to donate to any GoFundMe pages set up for the two detectives who were shot. There have been several online fundraisers that have appeared saying that they are raising money to support the families of Detective Scott Ballard and Detective Ian Priest. The families have not authorized any of these efforts, and the families said they do not seek any such support. In the future, if that changes, the Anne Arundel County Police Department will announce it on their website and publicize it across their social media channels, which in turn we will share with you. So if you do see any online fundraisers for these two officers, please do not give to them. And in even better news, yesterday afternoon, both officers were released from the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center in Baltimore and returned to their homes. Welcome home, Detectives Priest and Ballard. We wish you the best for a speedy recovery. Some really sad news out of the Naval Academy. On Saturday, Midshipman 3rd Class Duke Carrillo of Flower Mound, Texas, died while taking part in the semi-annual PRT, which is Physical Readiness Test. He collapsed during the 1.5-mile run portion of the test. Resuscitation efforts were immediately made, and he was transported to the Anne Arundel Medical Center, where he was actually pronounced deceased at 1223. Carrillo and his twin brother, Dylan, were both members of the class of 2020 at the Naval Academy. He is survived by his parents, Gerald and Jennifer, his brother Dylan, as well as another brother, Jake, who is a plebe at the Naval Academy. So he had two brothers at the Naval Academy with him. We do send our prayers. We do wish all sorts of healing grace to his parents, to his family, and to all of his shipmates at the Naval Academy. On Saturday night, an Annapolis woman was killed when the car she was driving in veered off the road and struck a tree along Harry Truman Parkway in Annapolis. This happened about 9.20 p.m. when the Anne Arundel County Police were called to the scene in the 100 block of Harry Truman Parkway. They say that their Honda had crossed over the double yellow line and struck a tree. The woman was riding as a passenger, and she was identified as Kamalabandoshi, 84, of Annapolis. She sustained fatal injuries and was pronounced deceased at the scene. The driver was identified as Chaitayana Doshi, 64 of Annapolis, and he was flown to Shock Trauma Center with injuries that are believed to be non-life-threatening. Police are continuing that investigation. Kind of a cool program coming to Anne Arundel County Community College in cooperation with St. John's College. The National Endowment for the Humanities has awarded a $100,000 grant to both the college and St. John's to form a partnership between the two called Bridge to the Liberal Arts through Primary Source Text, or the acronym, because all of these organizations love acronyms. 
blast. The two colleges are going to partner together to incorporate a great books curriculum and chosen English, philosophy, and history courses at Anne Arundel Community College. Of course, St. John's is based all on the great books. Starting this summer, Anne Arundel Community College faculty are going to attend a two-week seminar by St. John's faculty to learn through their own hands-on experience and readings how to integrate the books into their own teaching. The outcomes and education requirements of the courses will remain the same. Though the grant is only for three years, organizers do expect the program to take off much beyond that. Eventually, the two schools hope to be able to institute a discount or scholarship for AACC students that decide to continue their studies at St. John's. Pretty cool deal. Over on Annapolis.net, you want to read an opinion piece. It was sent in by Chris Buchheister, who is a resident of Ward 1 in Annapolis. It was a letter to the editor. And he is upset, and as I read through his letter, rightfully so, about a lawmaker who is a delegate living in a house that they have rented up the street from him for 90 days and has obtained an annual parking permit from the city. Now, the city does not offer parking permits for part-time residents. They say you need to live here 180 days in order to get a parking permit. When he inquired, he said that Mayor Buckley's staff granted her a special exception, and when questioned, the city remained mum on that. In his letter, he says, Buckley's staff member, Hillary Raftovich, claimed that she was merely helping a resident. Well, this delegate is neither a resident, nor does she require help from the city staff when she has a taxpayer-funded designated parking space in the state garage less than 1,000 feet from this rental house. Very valid point. He closes out the letter saying, I guess George Orwell was right when it comes to lawmakers. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. We started to look into this, and it seems that politics may be at play. Annapolis right now is looking for financing for City Dock through the state, as well as their annual payment for services rendered, which is supposed to be $750,000 per year. And my guess is that they may need the support of this delegate to get all that passed. Be that as it may, doesn't seem to be the right way to go about it. But that's just what I think. All right, that does wrap it up for this Monday. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net for more on these stories and more as they come in throughout the day. If you're someplace you can give us a rating or a review, please do that as well. It helps us grow. Let your friends and family and colleagues know about us. Other than that, hang tight. Because it is Monday, we have Ann Alsina with your Monday Monday Report. George Young from DMB Weather is coming up in just one minute. The Beatles are one of the only bands that kids, parents, and grandparents can all enjoy together. That's why, on Saturday, March 21st, WTMD and Maryland Hall are partnering to present the Saturday Morning Tunes Beatles Family Festival, featuring the Fabtastic Four. Doors open at 9.30 a.m., and the music starts at 10 a.m. Saturday, March 21st at Maryland Hall, 801 Chase Street in Annapolis. Sponsored in part by the B&O Railroad Museum. The family fun continues at Maryland Hall from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday, March 22nd for Art Fest. Featuring hands-on activities, mini performances, children's crafts, treats, and more. Tickets and more info for the Saturday Morning Tunes Beatles Family Festival and Art Fest at Maryland Hall are at MarylandHall.org. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Ion Annapolis forecast for Monday, February 10th. 
What a nice weekend with some relatively normal and calm weather following a weird weather week last week that started with temps in the 60s and ended with heavy rain and severe storms moving through the region on Friday morning. But it's back into roller coaster mode this week, starting with more rain chances today through Thursday, with highs most days in the 50s, before a legitimate cold front knocks the rain out of the way late week, with highs only in the 30s both Friday and Saturday, with lows dropping into the 20s and even only into the teens by Saturday morning, which is really crazy because that would equate to wintertime weather actually occurring in wintertime. So keep the raincoats and pullovers and umbrellas handy and hang on as we head into another up and down weather week across all of Anne Arundel County. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMD Weather. Make it a great day out there and be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching the Apple or Google App Stores for DCMDVA Weather. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmdweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Please join Anne Arundel Medical Center Foundation and presenting sponsor First National Bank Saturday, April 25th in Annapolis at the AAMC Foundation's Denim and Diamonds Bash. The 2020 Denim and Diamonds Bash is an important opportunity to provide critical funding for vital health services, including adult and pediatric mental health and substance abuse, evaluation, care, and navigation. Denim and Diamonds is a wonderful evening under the stars, featuring fabulous cuisine, gourmet food trucks, silent auction, and dancing to the Reagan years, all to support expanding mental health and addiction care in our community. Tickets are on sale. To purchase tickets before they sell out, please visit aamcdenimanddiamonds.org. Special thanks to our platinum sponsors, Anne Arundel Dermatology, AAMC Medical Staff, Buck Distributing Company, Comcast, Event EQ, Main and Market, What's Up Media, and WRNR. Your money. Managing and investing it can be confusing and sometimes scary. Here to help you put your financial picture into focus is Ann Alsina from Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. This is Ann Alsina of Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. The market recovered from the coronavirus drop the previous week, with both the S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average reaching all-time highs. Despite some slowdown in global growth, the economy is chugging along and we expect the bull market to continue. And as tax season kicks into high gear, this is a good time to look at how your money is treated for taxes. There are two main types of accounts for tax purposes, what the industry refers to as qualified and non-qualified accounts. Non-qualified accounts are just after-tax investment accounts. If you're paying a commission, they are referred to as brokerage accounts. If you're paying a fee, it may be referred to as an advisory account or simply a non-qualified account. A qualified account is one that meets IRS requirements to qualify for special tax treatment. These accounts include IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, the thrift savings plan, and other employer-sponsored plans. All of these are retirement accounts and qualify for some kind of tax deferral. Within qualified accounts, you have two more options, traditional and Roth. With a traditional account, you contribute money that has not been taxed. For example, if you make $50,000 and contribute $5,000, you would pay taxes as if you had made $45,000. That money grows tax-deferred, meaning you don't pay any taxes until you take it out, when it is taxed as ordinary income. A Roth, which is named for Senator Roth from Delaware, works the opposite. You contribute $5,000, and you still pay taxes on the full $50,000 you made. However, when you take out money from a Roth in retirement, it is not taxed. 
There are lots of rules and restrictions around qualified accounts. Limits on how much you can contribute and how much you can make and still contribute, as well as rules around when you can take money out. One common misconception is around Roth 401ks. That is, a Roth option inside your 401k plan at work, or the Roth TSP if you are in the military or work for the federal government. There is no income limit for Roth contributions to these plans. And any matching funds from your employer go into the traditional 401k or TSP. A Roth is also not subject to required minimum distributions in retirement. And because the income is tax-free, it doesn't impact taxation of Social Security or Medicare means testing. If you work with a tax professional and or a financial advisor, this is a good time to look at how much you're contributing to your qualified accounts and under which tax treatment, traditional or Roth. These decisions can have a big impact in retirement. Next week, we'll talk about how non-qualified accounts are taxed and how tax management can impact your nest egg. For more information and educational videos, please visit our website at www.covingtonalcina.com and consider joining us at one of our upcoming events. Our signature Women, Wine, and Wisdom event this month will discuss home and auto insurance and features Dean DeCamera of the DeCamera Group. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Great Valley Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Covington Alcina and Great Valley Advisor Group are separate entities from LPL Financial. The DeCamera Group, Covington Alcina, Great Valley Advisor Group, and LPL Financial are not affiliated. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. And if you don't have a financial advisor, come talk to us. This is Anne Alcina with Covington Alcina. What are we going to do about mom? What kind of care does dad need? How much will it cost? Who will take care of them? These are the tough questions that come with aging parents. Bay Village Assisted Living and Memory Care can help. We have the experience and the resources to help you find those answers. To help you gain peace of mind, we can answer the when, the where, the how, and everything in between. Give us a call or stop by for confidential, free assistance. We're here for those conversations, and maybe it's time you were too. Bay Village Assisted Living and Memory Care, a new community designed with Annapolis in mind. Visit our sales and information center at 947 Bay Ridge Road or online at bayvillageassistedliving.com. We know these are hard conversations and we're here to help when you need us. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.